Chapter Five of Prince Henry the Navigator, the Hero of Portugal and of Modern Discovery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Prince Henry the Navigator by Charles Raymond Beasley. Chapter Five geographical science in christendom from the first crusades circa eleven hundred to fourteen sixty before the crusades of the eleventh and twelfth centuries the scientific geography of christendom as we have seen was mainly a borrowed thing from the ninth century to the time of the medieval and christian renaissance in the eleventh twelfth and thirteenth centuries the Arabs were the recognized heirs of Greek science, and what Franks or Latins knew of Ptolemy or Strabo was either learnt or corrected in the schools of Cordova and Baghdad. But when the Northmen and the holy war with Islam had once thoroughly aroused the practical energies of Christendom, it began to expand in mind as well as in empire, and in the time of Prince Henry, in the fifteenth century a portuguese could say our discoveries of coasts and islands and mainland were not made without foresight and knowledge for our sailors went out very well taught and furnished with instruments and rules of astrology and geometry things which all mariners and map-makers must know in fact compass astrolabe timepiece and charts were all in use on the mediterranean about fourteen hundred just as they were to be found among the arab traders of the indian ocean in this section it will be enough to glance hastily at the latter and growingly independent science of christendom from the time that it ceased merely to follow the lead of islam and thought and even invented for itself in another chapter we have seen something of the lasting and penetrating influence of greek and moslem and hindu tradition upon the western thought which has conquered by absorbing all its rivals we must not forget that some original self-reliant work in geographical theory not less than in practical exploration is absolutely needed to explain the very fact of prince henry and his life a student's life far more even than a statesman's and after all the invention of instruments the drawing of maps and globes the reckoning of distances is not less practical than the most daring and successful travel for navigation the first and prime demand is a means of safety some power of knowing where you stand and where to go such as was given to sailors by the use of the magnet prima dedit natus usum magnetus amalfus says the berticelli of palmero but the earliest mention of the black ugly stone in the west is traced to an englishman alexander neckham a monk of st albans writing about eleven eighty on the natures of things tells us of it as commonly used by sailors not merely as the secret of the learned when they cannot see the sun clearly in cloudy weather or at night and cannot tell which way their prow is tending they put a needle above a magnet 
which revolves till its point looks north and then stops so the satirist guyot de provence in his bible of about twelve ten wishes the pope were as safe a point to steer by in faith as the north star in sailing which mariners can keep ahead of them without sight of it only by the pointing of a needle floating on a straw in water once touched by the magnet it might be supposed from this not merely that the magnet was in use at the end of the twelfth century but that it had been known to a few savants much earlier yet when dante's tutor brunetto latini visits roger bacon at oxford about twelve fifty eight and is shown the black stone he speaks of it as new and wonderful but certain if used to awake suspicion of magic it has the power of drawing iron to it and if a needle be rubbed upon it and fastened to a straw so as to swim upon water the needle will instantly turn towards the pole star but no master mariner could use this nor would the sailors venture themselves to see under his command if he took an instrument so like one of the infernal make it was possibly after this that the share of amalfi came in it may have been flavio gioja or some other citizen of that earliest commercial republic of the middle ages which filled up so large a part of the gap between two great ages of progress who fitted the magnet into a box and by connecting it with the compass card made it generally and easily available this it certainly was before prince henry's earliest voyages where he takes its use for granted even by merchant coasters who beyond hugging the shore know nothing of chart or needle in any case it would seem that prejudice was broken down and the mariner's compass taken into favor at least by italian seamen and their spanish apprentices in the early years of the fourteenth century or the last years of the thirteenth and that when the dorias set out for india by the ocean way in twelve ninety one and the lisbon fleet sailed for the western islands in thirteen forty one they had some sort of natural guide with them besides the stories of travellers and their own imaginings about the same time circa thirteen fifty mathematics and astronomy began to be studied in portugal and two of henry's brothers king edward and the great regent pedro left a name for observations and scientific research thus pedro in his travels through most of christendom collected invaluable materials for discovery especially an original of marco polo and a map given him at venice which had all the parts of the earth described whereby prince henry was much furthered good maps indeed were almost as valuable to him as good instruments and they are far clearer landmarks of geographical knowledge there are at least seven famous charts either left to us or described for us of the fourteenth and early fifteenth centuries which give a pretty clear idea of what henry's own age and his father's thought and knew of the world some of which we believe to have been used by the prince himself and each of which follows some advance in actual exploration first of all comes the venetian map of marino sanudo 
drawn about 1306, and putting into map form the ideas that inspired the first Italian voyages in the Atlantic. On this, the south of Africa is washed by the sea as the Vivaldi had hoped to find it, but the old story of a central zone, uninhabitable from the heat, still finds a place, helping to keep up the notion of the tropical seas, always kept boiling by the sun, that held its own so long. Besides this, in Sanudo's map, there is no evidence that anyone had really been coasting Africa. Henry is not anticipated, and can hardly have been much helped by this very hypothetical leap in the dark. But the Florentine map of 1351, called the Laurentian Portolano, is to all appearance a record of the actual discoveries of 1341 and 1346, and a wonderful triumph of guesswork if it is nothing better. For Africa is not only made an island, but the main outline of its coast is fairly drawn. In its western corner, the headlands, bays, and rivers are laid down as far as Bojador, and the three groups of Atlantic islands, Azores, Canaries, and Madeira, appear together for the first time. Beyond this, names grow scarce, and on the great indent of the Gulf of Guinea, enormously exaggerated as it is, there is nothing to show for certain any past discovery, which suggests that this map was made for two purposes, first to record the results of recent travel, secondly and chiefly to put forward geographical theories based upon tradition and inference, what men of old had told, and what men of the present could fancy. Long after the Italian leadership in exploration had passed westward, Italian science kept control of geographical theory. The Venetian maps of the brothers Pisagani in 1367 and of the Camaldolese convent at Murano in 1380 and 1459, and the work of Andrea Bianco, in 1436 and 1448 are the most important of medieval charts after the laurentian and along with these must be reckoned that mentioned above as given in 1425 to eight to henry's brother don pedro on his visit to venice this treasure has disappeared but it was said by men of henry's day and after time who saw it in the monastery of alcabaca to show as much or more discovered in time past than now. If their account is even an approach to the truth, it was in itself proof sufficient of the supremacy and almost monopoly of Italians in geographical theory. With 1375 and the Catalan map of that year, which specially refers to the Catalan voyage of 1346, and may be taken as one result of the same, we come to Spanish parallels. But until the death of Henry in 1460, Italian draftsmen were in possession, and Fra Maro's great map of 1459, the evidence and result, in great measure, of the navigator's work, could only be drawn by Venetians for the men whose discoveries it recorded. But there is one other point in Italian map science which is worth remembering. At a time when most schemes of the world were covered with monsters and legends, 
when cartography was half mythical and half miscalculated the coasting voyagers of the mediterranean had brought their portolani or sea charts to a very different result and how was this did they get right as it were by chance they never had for their object says the great swedish explorer and draughtsman baron nordenskold to illustrate the ideas of some classical author of some learned prelate or the legends and dreams of feats of chivalry within the court circle of some more or less lettered feudal lord they were simply guides to mariners and merchants in the mediterranean seaports they were seldom drawn by learned men and small enough in return was the attention given them by the learned geographers the men of theory in the fifteenth and sixteenth centuries but these plans of practical seamen are a wonderful contrast in their almost present-day accuracy to the results of theory let loose as we see them in ptolemy and the arabian geographers and in such fantasies as the hefford mapamunde so well known in england map sketches of this sort were unknown to greeks and romans as far as we can tell the old periply were sailing directions not drawn but written and the only arabian coast chart known to us was copied from an italian one but from the opening of the twelfth century if not before the western mediterranean was known to christian seamen to those at least concerned in the trade and intercourse of the great inland sea by the help of these practical guides from the middle of the thirteenth century when the use of the compass began on the coasts of southern europe the portolani began to be drawn with its aid and by the end of the same century by the time of our hereford map circa thirteen hundred these charts had reached the finish that we see and admire in those left to us from the fourteenth century for of the four hundred ninety-eight specimens of this kind of practical map now left to us there is not one of earlier date than the year thirteen eleven among these specimens not merely the mass of materials but the most important examples not merely four hundred thirteen out of four hundred ninety eight but all the more famous and perfect of the four hundred ninety eight are italian the course begins with visconti's chart of the year thirteen eleven and with dulcert's of thirteen thirty nine and the outlines of these two are faithfully reproduced for instance in the great dutch map of the berentzoons circa fifteen ninety four for the type once fixed in the fourteenth century recurs steadily throughout the fifteenth and sixteenth the type was so permanent because it was so reliable every part of the mediterranean coast was sketched without serious mistake or disproportion even from a modern point of view while the fullness and detail of the work gave everything that was wanted by practical seamen of course this detail was in the coast lines river mouths and promontories it only touched the land features as they touched the seas for the portolani were never meant to be more than mariners charts and became less and less trustworthy if they tried to fill up the inland spaces usually left blank 
for this we must look to the highest class of medieval theoretical maps those founded on portolani but taking into their view land as well as water and coastline and such were the celebrated examples we have noticed already End of chapter 5